Good morning and welcome to Crazy Mom Study. My name is Leslie Rivera and I'm here with my former neighbor and good friend, Jenny Howard. Jenny has been a really positive influence in my life. Um, she's been there when the entire time I was trying to go to school with kids, has bailed us out with babysitting, let me come crying to her when I felt like I was being too harsh on my kids or when I was yelling too much, and generally just, you know, fun evenings as neighbors hanging out. She's also impressive on her own because she is not only a published author currently working on another novel, but also a mom of two. She's got an adorable son, Calvin, and the newly added Claire that I finally got to meet. She's adorable. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, well, thank you for having me on your podcast. It's very yeah. exciting. So let's just talk about what's kind of your day like. Well, so right now, especially with Claire entering our lives, um, my writing time starts at five in the morning. Holy cow. So, um, well, I mean, we used to go study it. Uh, that was fun. Back That's true. Day. That's true. Okay. So yeah, we used to get up five, five thirty in the morning, go to Coffee Bean. I would study and she would work on yeah, her novels. Right. Because uh, Coffee Bean was like across the parking lot from where we lived. Um, so yeah, I've always been a morning writer. I guess that's not true. I used to write at nights, but I'm not the kind of person who, um, can write novels on my phone while I'm nursing. You know, I sort of, I do have to set aside some time. And even if it's like, if it's an hour, it's still better than trying to find time throughout the day. So my day starts about five and I, uh, Brandon, my husband, um, preps the coffee for me the night before. So I just have to boil some water and dump it on the beans in our <laughs> French press and then stare, you know, blankly at the wall until it's ready to be consumed. Take my coffee downstairs and, um, write until when Brandon's in town, Brandon, um, travels for work. So if he's in town, I can write until he has to start working. Um, right now, actually, you know, the pandemic has made it so that he's working from home a lot. So he doesn't have a commute. So I can, I can kind of write until right up until nine or whenever Claire needs to get up for the day since I am her food source at the moment. And, um, there's no writing past the point when she's awake. So I write from realistically probably like five thirty to eight thirty. That's a really good day. You know, if it's been a if there've been a lot of night wakings, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe I'm not to the computer until like 6.30, but <laughs> I try. The goal is always 5.30, and I try to stay, you know, button chair until at least 8.30. And then, and then it's like whatever chaos the day brings. Um, I'm with the kids during the day. I'm not teaching this semester. So, yeah, okay. I had been, for five years, I taught at Chapman just as an adjunct at Chapman University. And I was teaching two classes, but I am taking this semester off. Oh, nice. trying to figure out. I mean, the goal is to get a, a book ready to send to my agent before I have to make a decision on teaching next semester. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. So, and then, yeah, with the kids, I mean, Calvin's dropping naps. We know how that is. Yeah, and I remember that time. Yeah. Emma just dropped all of hers completely. Yeah. And so there are no naps happening in your life ever no again. No <laughs> naps. Nope. I still try to do a please let's do quiet time where okay. I admit I use the screens. I'm like, yeah. here's a oh, TV show. Totally. Here's an iPad for one hour because I want a cup of coffee and to take a break. And you just you I do, admit it. You need 
a few minutes in the day. I, yesterday, okay, so yesterday I was at the urgent care um, getting this. So I cut myself in the kitchen last night, and I went to the urgent care and got it glued shut. It's not that bad. I probably didn't need to go, but I, I went anyway. When I, because I was, I was texting some girlfriends while I was in the waiting room, and um, so I'm in the urgent care. My finger is bleeding. I'm like compressing it, but Calvin hadn't napped all day, and I'm, I'm like, this is really peaceful. I should cut my finger open more often oh, no. <laughs> so I can go sit in the waiting room at an urgent care in peace and quiet. So yeah, no, no nap days are hard, but um, yeah. it's like half and half right now. And Claire needs to nap multiple times a day, so. Sometimes there are naps, sometimes not. Um, and then, you know, the bedtime dinner mania. And then everybody passes out at, like, 8.30. That's my day. Nice. <laughs> okay. How do you deal with it when you feel like I, there's so much you wanted to do with your novel or so much research or you have a thought and you're just like, okay, let's say Brandon's out of town on this day. You've got that idea, but Calvin's crying baby needs you. How do you deal with that moment? Yeah, I mean... I think that that's, that's a really good question, especially for anyone who might be listening who has this sort of, like, extremely non-traditional pursuit where it's not like I have hours set aside. It's not like I'm getting paid for my time until something sells. Because um, it, it is, it's a challenge to, yeah, set the, set the time aside. I think with Calvin... When I just had Calvin, I was trying, I was trying to capture those, those, when I have an idea, I would try to like find an activity for him or, you know, let him play in the pack and play for a minute and go right. But it just, it made, it made, it wasn't working. You know, it just made me feel, you know, the mom guilt. And then the things I was producing weren't, you know, quality either. So I think at this point... If I have an idea like that, maybe I'll I'll write it in a note on my phone and address it the next morning. But I if it's if an idea comes to me after eight thirty in the morning, it has to it it will either you know the idea will find some other creative soul to like latch onto, or it'll have to wait until the next day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's kind of an interesting point of. The fact that, okay, even if you try to write it down, the quality kind of goes down. I think that's a good sign that letting ourselves stress out too much about trying to find the hidden mm -hmm. time can kind of affect it. Yeah, I know. I have, and I I know of at least one fellow writer, mother, friend who, I think she wrote a whole novel on her, on notes on her phone. And then, wow. she, like, while nursing, while nursing her, like, third child would... I mean, these people aren't just urban myths. Like, I know her. <laughs> and the book was published. So Wow. Um, but, yeah, I've just found that that's, that's not how my brain works. Yeah. So I just, I, I, I think I'm pretty good at multitasking. I'm certainly better than my husband. But I, um, not as good at some, I'm middling. I'm middling at multitasking. So it's, okay. I can, you know, sing songs to a toddler while making dinner and, like, doing squats in the kitchen but I can't do that while also working on a novel. So that's fair. I'm I'm sort of the the novel time. It's it's my time to not multitask, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. I think that's kind of for me right now. Since thankfully I'm not in school anymore. Mm -hmm. For me, that's kind of my Pilates time. Yes. I pay a little too much for a studio. Mm -hmm. I technically don't need to because I have equipment at home. Mm -hmm. But 
that's my hour. I go, somebody else yeah. tells me what to do, and mm-hmm. I'm not multitasking. Oh gosh, that's precious. I mean, that's yeah. Amazing. That's why I, yeah. we were a little late today coming mm-hmm. over, because um, I went for a run. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I was like, Leslie would forgive me for this, because, um, yeah, I wrote, it's the weekend, so weekends are um, my opportunity to to work a little bit more, you know, Brandon's always home on the weekends. And so, um, before we had Claire, he would take Calvin out to a park and I'd have the whole day, but now it's like, I have until about nine 30 and then scattered pockets throughout the day. If he takes Calvin, um, to a park. So I was writing this morning until nine 30 and then I was like, Oh, I got to get to Leslie's house. But I really, I haven't worked out all week and my, my brain will be slightly better if I, if I go, you know, get some endorphins flowing and shower. <laughs> I had to do that too. Yeah. I made it a point. Yeah. And then immediately went outside to clean because my brain didn't process. I should be in the sun and hot mm-hmm. cleaning first, then shower. So yeah. sorry. No. Stinky by the time it gets Nonsense. Here. Nonsense. No, I, um, I have, so I have this new haircut and my, I have like bangs that sort of fringe around my face and I've realized that if I if I don't wash my hair for I used to when it was long I would just put it in a top knot and it was fine for like a week but now I have to wash it more often because otherwise I look like my my hair looks like Leonardo DiCaprio's hair in like 1997 it's like greasy and off to the side there we go it's not attractive on me it worked for Leo I've heard rumor from some girlfriends who tell me they're able to just wash their bangs and oh. leave the rest of it. I don't even know how to begin to have that a level of coordination. <sighs> That's what people that must do. Because saves me so much time. There's no way I'm going to actually be able to continue washing my hair every other day. <laughs> That's going to have to stop. <laughs> but, like, when we were talking this morning... Like you were saying, I try to fit a whole day's worth of chores into mm-hmm. the morning. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sitting here, I'm going, oh, don't worry, there's no timeline. Yeah. I am so laid back. I'm thinking, okay, what you didn't see was I prepped this part of the meal, remembered I had forgotten to turn on the dryer, and then I went back to cooking oh, the meal, then realized, oh, we're going to be in the backyard, and I haven't cleaned up the dog poop today. Yeah. So I said all that, cleaned up the backyard, come back in, wash up, start trying to cook them food again. I was like, yeah, no, I'm like being late is kind of a blessing right now to me. Yeah, no, I know. Same, totally the same. When people are on time to things, I'm like, oh, that, you don't understand. (laughs) But I also, it's tricky because I also really want to instill in my kids, like the value of not wasting other people's time and being on time to things. So we're working on it. It's getting, it's getting a little better. I've managed to, I think on the, the weekends, I, i I'm a little more greedy with my time on the weekends because it's like all I get. I think but that's fair. On weekdays, I'm I'm trying to be no more than like 15 minutes late to things. <laughs> that's the goal. Perfect. Um, so, do you ever run into? I mean, this is a really common battle, and I want to stay away from terrible stereotypes. But mm-hmm. one of the things that we always deal with is the stereotype: women carry the emotional load, like. We feel like we have to control everything that's going on. And I mean, I've had a thousand times I hang out with my girlfriends and they want to complain what their husbands do do or primarily don't do around Mm. the house or Mm -hmm. they have to tell them or Mm -hmm. anything. Mm. Do you feel like you run into that with Brandon? I mean, like I said, Brandon's, he's just not a multitasker. And I do like, I hear that from, 
I know he's not the only person who's like that, you know, the only husband who's like that. Um, But he does so much. I mean, if anything, I feel there. I I feel like I'm not doing enough. But Brandon and I, we've realized that we both always feel like the other person is doing more than we are. So I think our relationship is built on this foundation of like we're always trying to take care of the other person more which you know it works out no one ever no neither of us gets our like we're luckily we're not dealing with a sense of like jealousy or resentment that the other person's not doing too much that just never happens because neither of us is getting any sleep and we're both trying our hardest (laughs) you know so he, he what we have different standards we've realized that we just we notice different things around the house, you know? Yeah. He notices, I mean, this again, you said, like, trying to avoid stereotypes. Like, I can't believe that my marriage has fallen into such a stereotypical pattern. But um, especially, like, we got together so young. I was 19 when I met him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we lived in New Zealand and we did all these crazy things. And now we have these fairly stereotypical roles. But he notices things that need to happen with the car and he notices like um yeah I, I I don't even I don't pay attention to what our cars need at all um he pays attention to he pays the bills um and manages financial stuff and that's like I just I don't even have to think about it you know I don't that's not my job in our relationship yeah. And do I notice that the toilet's dirty more often? Like, yeah, that's something I notice. I notice that the laundry needs to be done. It's it is it's so stereotypical, but um, I don't resent doing those things because I I personally would rather have those jobs than the paperwork. You know, I, yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, I'm more of the paperwork person oh, okay. in our marriage, but I know I'm Type A and I'm an Excel spreadsheet. Not okay. If I can put it on an Excel spreadsheet so I know what's going on, I will. Uh-huh. And I used to, I admit, I used to resent Mike a little bit because he never seemed to be an active participant. Mm. But then I had to acknowledge the fact that I was making it hard for him to participate because yeah. if he would do something, I'd be immediately redoing yeah. it into my format mm-hmm. or election going, No, I need you to do this, this, yeah. and this. And yeah. it's not my freaking employee. So I had to yeah. learn. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of those let go moments for me was trying to figure out how to function in the household mm-hmm. where I hate it when people tell you, you just got to let it go. But mm-hmm. I realized, okay, I was doing that emotional labor and I had to learn to let it go because mm-hmm. if I stopped worrying so much about who was going to do what or how things were going to get mm-hmm. done, he was doing a lot. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I'm grateful that if anything, with Brandon managing that kind of stuff, um, he's he's just, he's more interested in it. You know, he's more interested in it. He's also, I mean, by education, he's an attorney. Like, that's not really what he does for a living, but he's he's good at paperwork. Like, he's good at reading a contract. And it just, I'm sh- I mean, I have no doubt I could do it if I had to, but it just mm-hmm. puts me to sleep, you know? So, um He's, but he's never, like, I would, I, there, part of me would like to be, have a little more, like, at least awareness of when all that is happening. And he's, he's tried to sit me down and show me his 
spreadsheet, but inevitably the, the topic changes to something else and I never, I don't know. We just, we just let it go in the end. <laughs> we just, we let it go a long time ago. One thing that um, I think is hard for him that I have made him do anyway is buy gifts for his side of the family. Like he hates buying oh, gifts for people. I need to take that lesson. Oh, okay. I keep do trying you, to do it all. Do you do, I, do, you do oh, that too? Yes. That's so funny. <laughs> Cause it would be like the day before his mom's birthday and he'd be like, Oh, what are we giving my mom? <laughs> that's not my job. Like when did that become my job? So yeah, he has to, she gets a lot of flowers. <laughs> Okay, so random, random story um, on that. So my husband, bless his heart, has never been the gift buyer, and I've always just mm-hmm. shouldered it, and I've always kind of obsessed over mm-hmm. it. Again, I need to learn the lesson, but never once have I ever questioned his faithfulness or our relationship. Mm-hmm. That was never a question. Mm-hmm. Well, one day, this was honestly only like four or five months ago, I got a text from him saying, I'm going to be home late because I need to buy a gift for this little girl our daughter swims with. Uh-huh. I'm like, what are you? I panicked. I got a whole <laughs> rush of adrenaline. <laughs> exactly. It was like, the, no, like you don't buy gifts. What are you doing? Yeah. And I mean, it really was that innocent. This other family has been... A fantastic family and really good mm-hmm. friends. So he mm-hmm. just wanted to do it to help out. And yeah, it was so out of character. It really threw me off. I had to tell him the second he got home. Like, I literally had a reaction that to is, you doing this. That is hilarious. Um, yeah. Brandon, he will remember the week before that it's like, yeah, his mom's birthday or his dad's birthday. Anyone who's not his mom or his dad, they're just not getting presents. And I do because... So I tried to make it his whole side of the family, but honestly, I, I feel like I really don't want him to miss like a niece or nephew's birthday. So I, I do actually buy the presents for the nieces and nephews on that side, but, um, specifically, I guess just his parents in part because they're really hard to shop for. Yeah. It's something he grew up with them. He should have some ideas. Yeah. He surprisingly doesn't, but (laughs) so yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of flowers and it's a lot of gift cards to the Bass Pro Shop. (laughs) I think that sounds great, personally. Yeah, they don't seem to mind. Yeah. Okay, so here's another thing that I really wanted to ask you about. um, Because definitely early on when I was first in school and trying to balance mommyhood, I mean, my temper would get so short, Mm. particularly with Landon. I mean, he and he's my mini-niece, so Mm -hmm. I think that sets us up to be closer than anybody else and Mm -hmm. also butt heads more. Yeah. And... So I know that I still remember all the words you told me when I would be like, I feel like I'm yelling all the time, but do you have those moments where you feel like you've yelled too much and you're trying to take yourself back? Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember what I said? Because (laughs) what did I say? Um, Because I probably said it at a time when I had not yet had a two-year-old. Oh, nice. (laughs) Um, You told me a story. One of the times you told me a story that, you know, you were honestly telling me you didn't even know I would have been yelling that day. Oh, yeah, no. The Which walls, the, nice. the soundproofing in our in our area was very good, That's so true. I had never heard you. <laughs> okay, but then you were also saying, yeah, I had one of my girlfriends who said that she was having such a rough day, she was trying so hard not to yell that she finally, like, got her kids safe, took a step out of the room and said, I hate you right oh, now, and yeah. just had to let it out, yeah. scream it out, yeah. let it go, and come mm-hmm. back, and mm-hmm. I was like... It was comforting to me because I know we all admit we have those oh, moments, but yeah. like, how dare you actually say oh, the words, I yeah. hate you in this yeah. moment. Like, mm-hmm. that's strong to say about your kid, but it was also, I'm not the only one who's had that, and I'm, mm-hmm. I don't need to freak out about that yeah. thought. 
oh, have I had moments like that with Calvin? Absolutely. Have I have I yelled at them? Definitely. Um, not. <laughs> I like. I do the thing where I like. I have a bad day, and it's specifically been since Claire was born. In the last four months, there have just been days when, like, Brandon is traveling for five days, and I haven't slept in three days, and I'm just, like, insane. You know, I'm just, like, and I just, like, my own uh, ability to regulate my emotions is about like his is, you know? And so we just, we meet each other, and it's those, so I do the thing where I've, like, yelled then felt so terrible about it. And at like two in the morning, even though I finally have a window to sleep, I can't sleep because I feel so bad about it. I'll like Google, like how damaging is it to yell at your child? And then like, that's a scary never, rabbit hole. Never that is a, a good idea. rabbit hole, especially if you do it on Pinterest, never do it on Pinterest. Yeah. I mean, so I, I actually confided in my mom that I had yelled at Calvin mm-hmm. once and she was like, oh, well, you know, he's too... Two is a hard age. Things are stressful right now. And then she was like, do you... She, like, quickly changed the subject. Like, she wasn't that worried about it. But the question she asked was like, do you remember... Do you remember me yelling at you? I was like, no, I have no recollection of that. And she was like, oh, good. I yelled a lot. (laughs) And that was... um, I don't know. Like, I have a good relationship with my mom. And I don't feel scarred by anything in my childhood. So apparently it was fine. And that has given me more peace probably than anything else. I don't know. What, yeah. I, it's, kids also, in my experience so far, like Calvin's turning three in November. So I have been a mom for two years and 10 months, you know? And so, I don't know, you have more experience than I do at all of this and you've experienced more phases, but so far... It seems like there's a rough patch, and then it passes. And I feel like when I was yelling at Calvin, um, he was just in a in a stage where he was so intractable. Like he just did, he didn't want to do anything I said. And if I, down to buddy, you've you have a blowout poop, and you're two and a half, so it's like real poop. And it's like, it's up your back and it's now getting on all of our furniture and I need to change your diaper. And he'd just like throw himself on the floor and say, no, 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 you're not changing my diaper. And then I'd lose it a little bit. Like I, I admit, but like that, that has kind of, that's passed, you know, there were probably like three weeks for whatever reason, you know, whatever sort of like brain development thing he was going through in that moment, like those neurons finally connected and yeah, it's, it's better now. And I'm sure it'll be stressful. I actually, actually the doctor I was, who glued my wound shut yesterday in the urgent care, um, he and I got talking about kids. He had a seven-year-old and an eight-year-old. And I was like, oh yeah, I have a, I have a two and a half year old or whatever. And, a um, almost three-year-old and a four-month-old. And he was like, oh, enjoy it now. Cause my seven and eight-year-old are so exhausting. Oh no. I know. And I was like, you're kidding. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Because I'm exhausted as it is, I, and he was like, "Oh no, we we you know we're running them around all the time, and they 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 sass and and I was like, "Well, now I'm I'm dealing with they don't they don't sleep, they don't want to sleep." And he was like, "Oh, that's right, I forgot about that." And so I just I think that as parents we go through we go through these phases, our kids go through these phases. I think is what I try to remind myself is 
Calvin knows I love him more than life, you know? And as long as that is always true, we're going to come out on the other side of this just fine. That's true. I like that. Yeah. I would definitely support that things go through phases. It's mm-hmm. always seeming to change. And for me, my secret weapon is always coffee. Mm. Not because I need to drink the caffeine to stay awake, which is definitely true, but I always sometimes find if I'm feeling like I'm losing control and I'm not relating to them Mm. the way I want to. Mm. First of all, if I go and make coffee, it removes me from the situation. Mm. It gives my hands and brain something to do. And then I love the feeling of holding a hot cup of coffee or hot tea. Hot hot tea does it too. I can't pick which one's better. Just a hot beverage in a a mug. beverage in a mug. Yeah. Brings the temperature, emotional temperature down. (laughs) And it was kind of a silly thing. Like, I didn't even intentionally teach them that. But, you know, when they're babies, you learn, you put them down to have your hot beverage Mm -hmm. so that you don't accidentally risk burning Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Then when my mom would babysit them, she would always say, Grandma's got her coffee. You need to stay back. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of turned into a ritual for me now that they're older I mean, it's definitely easier that they're older and more understanding, but if I get my coffee and I sit down, they both mm-hmm. give me space and will ask oh, nice. sometimes if they want something. So I'm like, well, that's kind of an unintended benefit, but it's great. it kind of works out for me. That's more of a specific, yeah, not, grand, well, I mean, not grand scheme of things, no, but a very specific. I think that that's, that's why not, yeah, just the yeah. idea that your kids have learned to give you any degree of space. That's <laughs> That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's not, a work in progress yeah. on space. I mean, we're, we're not quite there yet. There yet. I, I love that idea. Um, yeah. I think the thing that works for Calvin, and we'll mm-hmm. see, Claire, I can already tell that Claire and Calvin are so different. Yes. Um, they're just, their temperaments. I Calvin is me, like Landon is you, and I think Claire is Brandon, which oh, means Claire is going to be super easy <laughs> and just peaceful and easy to go along with and Calvin's going to be difficult oh, no. um but with Calvin what works we're not cohering mm-hmm. as a sort of family unit um I'm talking about when I'm when I'm alone with the kids I guess um what works is to get down on his level and make eye contact with him and he'll oh. he'll be he's, his resistance goes way down um, resistance to whatever it is I'm trying to suggest to him. That's kind of a nice, nice trick. There. Yeah, just, just eye, eye contact. He yeah. just he doesn't want to be ordered around. Yeah. You know, and gosh, neither do I. So I, I understand, I think that that's a tricky thing. When you understand how your kid feels, you also understand what you need to accomplish. You know, as an adult, what the family needs to accomplish in this moment, we need to get in the car or we need to change the diaper or we need to leave the pet store or whatever it is we we need to do and I understand how Calvin's feeling and I'm not sure always how to get from you know point a to point b without things sort of dissolving into tears and screaming in public (laughs) and yeah the the pet store thing that was last week we went to PetSmart to get our dog groomed and um Calvin loves animals gosh he loves animals and so I let him go look at the fish and then go look at the hamsters and um I noticed a tank of snakes near the entrance to the store I was like buddy let's go look at the snakes 
and he saw that the snakes were near the entrance. He saw that I was pointing toward the exit to the, of the store, basically. And he ran in the opposite direction, face planted on the concrete. He just threw himself, oh prostrated goodness. himself on the floor, and just started screaming at the top of his lungs because he was like, I'm never leaving this pet store ever. Oh. I was like, okay, how, how are we going to do this? And I think I, I told him we'd get a smoothie. I think in the end, I was like... Yeah, we'll we'll walk and get a smoothie. I think, yeah, making eye contact and um, talking about the next fun thing we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I've we've started doing sort of ritualistically at night because he does not want to fall asleep at night, and it doesn't matter how tired he is, he'll like literally smack himself in the face to wake himself back up. Oh it's, my goodness, it's, it's strange. Yeah, he really does not want to fall asleep ever. Um. But we'll, I'll say, like, buddy, we're going to go to Grandma and Grandpa's house tomorrow. Or whatever we're going to do. Like, there's something fun he's doing in his life every day. So it's not hard to, you know, make the case for tomorrow is going to also be good. But just giving him that that sense of something to look forward to. Giving him also a sense of control. Mm-hmm. Um, like, these are all things that would work for me. And I've found that they also, they work for him. So oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see what Claire's like. <laughs> Whole yeah. other set of tools I'll have to develop, I'm sure. Uh, definitely. I mean, I noticed that a lot with Landon and Emma because Landon being my mini me, it's, I noticed, I figured out that there are days that he is kind of trying to see where my limit is. Yeah. And I've heard that a ton. Mm-hmm. But I always thought it was, okay, you said don't do this, so I'm going to do it and see what you do. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I thought. But there are days when, you know, he's old enough that I, he understands a bad day. I've been trying uh-huh. to teach him it's okay to have a bad day. So I've seen it sometimes where I'm like, Landon, I am exhausted. I'm not responding the way I want to. I'm going to uh-huh. do everything by the book and try to emotionally communicate. I'm not happy right now. Yeah. But then I watch him going, okay, so mommy, I spilled this. Okay, so mommy, what's this? Okay, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like you're trying to see uh-huh. when I'm going to react. Uh-huh. And it's kind of literal because sometimes I start to react and he's immediately settle down afterwards and hmm. interesting yeah and I, I just feel like it's literally him trying to navigate what do you mean you're not handling things well I, I feel like it's him kind of testing the waters not mm-hmm. to see if he's pushing me mm-hmm. but out of this curiosity of what's going to happen and that happened a lot more when he was younger mm-hmm. I mean he's only six so he's still navigating this yeah um but I definitely feel like with me, it was, he wanted to see what was going to happen or why I was saying it. Yeah. And Emma does not do this to me at all. Huh. She doesn't. And so I'm kind of thinking, well, I don't know how I got off so Scott easy with her. She's totally easygoing for me. But if I sit back and watch, she's my husband's mini me, kind of Mm -hmm. like Claire seems to be Brandon's. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, she pushes Mike's buttons left and right. And again, it's like, you almost see her just calculating and huh. curious, like, what are you going to do next? Interesting. And, and she doesn't do it to you. And did mm-hmm. Landon do it to Mike? Not to the same extent. He'll do it a little bit, but not to the same extent. And he ends it faster. Hmm. So if dad starts escalating and getting irritated, Landon ends it hmm. faster and chills out. And huh. that kind of also helped me was kind of like, okay, yeah, sometimes it's okay to show the frustration because they're learning. Mm-hmm. So I put it in that context. I put it in context of just, he's just curious, take a breath. And it helps. I mean, nothing's ever perfect sometimes. Yeah. No, I mean, that's very true. Um, 
I've found with Calvin, Calvin is so physical and so physically active and um, just, I mean, he's just a little tank, you know? I mean, he's just, he's big and he just, he's just wants to, he's just, sometimes he's just, it seems like he's just crazy. And we've um, set up our couches now so that they're like deep. It's been, the couches, instead of being like against this wall and against this wall, we've stacked them. So it's sort of like he has a little cushioned pen to run around in. Um, and I've found that with Calvin, and again, I am like this too. This is why I went for a run this morning. Um, if he is being, um, yeah, pushing buttons, being difficult, uh, just emotionally not in a good place, then sometimes he just, he needs to sweat. Like he just needs me to, I mean, he likes, he likes to be picked up and then like flipped onto the sofa, onto a big pile of cushions. Like he thinks that that's just the best thing ever. We also, we got a Swedish ladder. Have you ever heard of these? Yeah. You were telling oh, me about that. Yes. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm going over to see it. Um, it's a, it's a ladder that's affixed to the wall and then it has like monkey bar kind of things that jut out and there's a slide that you can attach and there's a rope swing it's just a uh it's sort of a partial jungle gym attached to the wall and sometimes he just wants to like run up the slide climb the ladder like come out onto the monkey bars have us hold him there a little bit and then you know hang from a different monkey bar and like he just he wants to move and be physical and so um when we're having, when he's having a bad day and, you know, ergo, we're having a bad day. <laughs> um, sometimes we either need to get our wiggles out more inside. Like he needs my attention to get his wiggles out. Um, or we just, we haven't been to a playground in a couple days or something. And we just have to, we also, we go to the regional parks around here yes. a lot. And um, I let him just you know, run wild, which is what he really wants to do. Yeah, I think that's where we're the most lucky about where we live is mm -hmm. those regional parks. I know, they're great. Yeah. I'm definitely grateful for them. I mean, they they have been life-saving during the pandemic. Yes. Because <laughs> there's so much space. I mean, you don't yeah. realize with how crowded everything feels um, in this area um, that there are these big open green spaces around us that we can go take advantage of. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so another more specific question. What do you define self-care as? Hmm. How do I define self-care? I think it's yeah, anything that makes you feel like yourself. It's probably not how other people would define it, but I think that that's, that's how I know that something qualifies as self-care to me. Okay. Um, something that sort of like brings me back to jenny and not just like mom chef like you know before uh professor teacher um i mean when i'm writing i always feel like myself so for me yeah. sitting down and writing is part of my self-care ritual you know i take my coffee downstairs and i i live in my mind for an hour or two and i mean when i don't get that time which I don't when Brandon travels for work. It just doesn't happen because Calvin's up at like six. So mm -hmm. um, I do, I feel, yeah, less in 
in touch with like who I am, you know, my like sort of core identity. I'm more of a sort of machine just keeping all the cogs in our life spinning smoothly. Um, but if I can engage in those activities that make me feel like me, I think it's, it's better for my relationship, you know, with Brandon. And it's not like, I mean, Brandon and I don't have issues. We have stress, you know, we have like, (laughs) we have like just moments of stress. And if we, um, another thing that makes me feel like myself and something I've been doing since Claire was born actually is always reading before bed, before I fall asleep. Yeah. Just even if it's my rule is a paragraph, (laughs) I'm going to read a paragraph of a novel that, you know, they're not novels I'm reading to like impress anybody. I'm not reading them because I have to teach them in a class. I'm not, uh, they're just enjoyable fiction, you know? I mean, that's why I write novels because I love reading, right? Yeah. Um, I love stories. I, um, it has been a constant in my life. So I, reading makes me feel like me. Um, writing makes me feel like me. Running exercise in general makes me feel like me. Getting outside makes me feel like me. You know, our, our condo doesn't have like outdoor space, which means we have to go to those regional parks. Um, the kind of, I think that when I think of the like popular concept of self-care, I, I think like spas and massages and that sounds great, but it's not what I need to feel taken care of and to feel like myself. I don't know. What's your answer to that question? How do you define (laughs) self-care? I'm pretty similar in that I'm always looking for what's going to make me feel like me. Um, My default is also reading. I mean, Mm -hmm. we figured that out Mm -hmm. early on in our friendship. I'm actually, I put this on and then I realized that I'm wearing... I'm my, wearing those names. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a shirt that says Emma by Jane Austen, and this is literally, it's why you named her Emma. It's one of yeah. the biggest reasons why I named my daughter as <laughs> that novel. I have so many opinions on Jane Austen and Emma. And that Did you character. ever see? Oh my god, the new adaptation. Did you ever no. see? It? No, I need, I need to. to see okay. it. I'll definitely do that. I'm interested because I know you like the. Um, I forget what you're Gwyneth the, Paltrow. The Gwyneth Paltrow one. But, Love Gwyneth Paltrow's yeah. portrayal of her. Which is, it's different from this new portrayal, but I really like, I mean, that's the one I grew up on as well, but I like, I like the 2021 Autumn DeWild, I think is the name of the director. Okay. It's very good. Right. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So there, that's something right there. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely self-care to me. Yeah. Because um, I started trying to redefine it a little bit because mm-hmm. when you Google how to balance everything as a mom, it always pops up. Self-care. Make time for your mm-hmm. bubble bath. Make time for mm-hmm. mani-pedi. Make time for this. And I was like, getting to those things yeah. is hard because yeah. my self-care is sometimes it's 1 a.m. and mm-hmm. I haven't gone to bed yet. And what do I need to do to be able to sleep? Yeah. And so, yeah, I define self-care as anything that gives me a second to not be mom, not be yeah, wife, exactly. not be anything, mm-hmm. or is going to get me a little bit of mm-hmm. real rest. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, for me, that's even been um, turning on the TV, flopping on the couch, life to, like, lay on the couch on my stomach and not budge. If I'm going to watch TV, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. and. That can be self-care to me. I read novels. I'm part of a small book club. Oh, fun. 
Yeah, so it's it's kind of nice. I'm like, that's just two hours out of my month. If I can schedule that, I don't make it every month, but having that to look forward to, mm-hmm. that's a big part of my self-care. Yeah, I mean, when I was teaching and before everything went remote, because uh, I taught, I went back to teaching, Calvin was two months old. So, you know, I'd go, it was very nice as a new mom to go into a classroom and have adults call me professor and to know what I was doing. Like that it occurred to me at some point that it was just, it was, yeah, especially as a new mom, it was, I was only in the classroom for like five hours a week. Is that right? Yeah. Two classes, um, like Tuesday, Thursday afternoons. But for those hours that I was teaching, I knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> I was, I felt like an expert in the things that I was, um, you know, instructing these kids. I mean, they're adults technically, but they feel like kids. Um, what I was instructing them in. And that, that felt good because as a mom, there's so much, you don't know, and you're always winging it. I don't know. Maybe some yeah. people aren't, but I am. <laughs> I feel like we all are. We just don't always admit it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, yeah, second child, I do, it's nice to be more experienced. I'm not an expert, but it's, like, I know what an infant poop diaper is like, and I um, know she hasn't had any diaper rash, because I just know what I'm doing a little bit better. And I, I think, um, you know, I can tell the difference between a cry when, at night, when she's just, like, gonna fart in her sleep and roll back over and fall asleep on her own, versus when she is hungry and wants to be fed and there's a lot less second guessing every little thing mm-hmm. um, second time. So maybe I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not advanced level, but I feel like maybe I'm, I'm an intermediate. I'm like yes. a, I'm a yellow belt <laughs> in motherhood. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I do definitely find, I mean, since I took the leap to change careers mm-hmm. and now I have a career that I like work does give me a little bit more escape mm-hmm. yeah so I mean that's something I always want people to remember is if you're doing something crazy like school or trying to write your novel or trying to do something mm-hmm. it's like well you literally have an end goal you are literally working towards mm-hmm. it, and usually that end goal is going to give you something mm-hmm. and for me it's nice to go to work and not have that be another demand on my time it's actually well no I did this for a reason and you enjoy (laughs) it for a reason you feel like you have a sense of purpose there I think that that would be it helps a lot it would be much harder to have a career you weren't passionate about and be juggling the stresses of parenthood because I mean it's it's amazing it's Mm -hmm. it's amazing all the time it's also really hard and exhausting and um so, yeah, to not be at least slightly recharged by your time outside of that mother role, I think would be, that would be really hard. That would be very challenging, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I am grateful that, um, I, I like what I do so much, you know, Good. that it is, it feels like something I never want to retire from. Oh, that's you know? amazing. It's not like I, yeah, I'll do it as long as my, my brain will keep coming up with stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So I think that's probably a good place to end on today, mostly because I can hear the kids starting to get crazy in the background. <laughs> <laughs> they 
they've been so patient playing with their dads right now, but yes. I can definitely start hearing them. So good job, dads. Yes, thank you, dads. Thank you for giving us an hour yes. to ourselves. I know. Okay. All right. So head on back. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming and talking. Of course. Anytime. All right. Thank you.